Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. We're excited to be here, so let's just jump into it. Hey. Hey. How's it going? Good. So, we recently came back from vacation. How was your vacation? It was good. You were there. Oh, I was I was there. I didn't see you. Oh. <laughs> oh there were so many people there. So oh, a lot of people. Keep track of. <laughs> so, in case you didn't know, uh, we just got back from vacation uh, over our Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. We uh, took a little trip to Florida. More specifically, we went to Orlando. And even more specifically, we uh, spent some time at Disney World. So, that was fun. Yeah. I had a good time. Yeah, it was really fun. So we went to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, aka Star Wars Land. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's the latest kind of themed land. It's part of Disney's Hollywood Studios. Like, uh, Disneyland's version opened back in May, but then Disney World's version opened in August. Uh, so we went to the Disney World version, and both parks are very similar. Like they were just on different construction timelines. That's why one opened. Oh, than the okay. other. Yeah. So like they are very similar and then right now there's only one ride at each park called each uh, land called uh Millennium Falcon. Yeah, Millenn- Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Uh, yes. The other ride is called uh Rise of the Resistance and that's opening in Disney World version of Galaxy's Edge in December mm-hmm. and then January for Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So so that one was so new. I think they didn't even have fast passes for it. Um, that might not be the reason why, but we couldn't get fast passes. Yeah. Um, so we did stand in that line. Yeah. It didn't feel so bad. I feel it like- said. I think we on the like app that we did my Disney Experience app. Mm-hmm. It was saying like seventy five, eighty five minutes, but it, it we did made it more like closer to sixty. Honestly, like, it felt yeah, like more. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the line kind of looped around, um, but it went. Like it went back, so like, oh, you're in line, and you can see the uh, life size replica of the Millennium Falcon. But like, two seconds later, and then like your you're lines moving. are moving, so you kind of got to keep going. Yeah, which I actually did appreciate. One thing that was nice is, yes, it, like kind of half of the line was inside and half of the line was outside. But to be honest, the outside part they didn't anticipate the line to be that long. Mm. It wasn't like made to be built outside, yeah. so you did see a long curve yeah. of people way beyond. But was nice. What was nice is that even when outside and inside, it was kind of still visually stimulating. Exactly, and also most of the line was still in the shade, so you weren't like mm-hmm. in the direct heat. Especially in the Florida heat, I was actually surprised in October that it was so hot and humid. Yeah, it was. It felt like thirty-two to thirty-four, like ninety yeah, percent humidity. Yeah, it was like 90 percent humidity. Yeah, it was hot. So when you're in direct sunlight, it was not that fun. Um, but the ride itself was good. Yeah. So nice. basically, Smuggler's Run is basically kind of like a motion simulator ride along the lines of like uh, Star Tours. But basically, there's was there six seats? I think. Uh, yeah, I think so because it was, we were party of three, and then three other people joined us. Yeah. In so the same ba- capsule. So basically, um, you're in a group of six people. So each one is given like a different role, and then you can control like a different thing so there's two pilots positions and like one controls the up move and down movement of the uh millennium falcon and one pilot controls like left and right and then there's gunners and then there's mechanics and that type of stuff um it was really nice one thing i also really liked in uh the star wars land is that there was a lot of stormtroopers in character yeah. walking around um everyone was like in very authentic costumes yeah as well as like the marketplace 
that they created kind of like a bazaar exactly for and shopping even and like stuff. the cast members were in character so like they wouldn't they have like special names for all different types of stuff mm-hmm. including like what they call washrooms or instead of dollars they'll say credits and that type of stuff yeah so like, so like if you say like oh where's the washroom and then they'll say like did you mean this type of thing and like they'll still help you but like or did you mean this thing and they're like or not that type of stuff certain keywords and key phrases yeah because they want people to be like immersed in the land and like you did feel like you're on like a planet in the star wars universe that's mm-hmm. what their goal was and i think they did achieve that and like um there was like atmospheric sounds like you could hear ships taking off and whatnot and then you look up and like nothing was there but like it kind of felt like oh ships were taking off and landing and that type of stuff Hmm. i really liked that it was very authentic yeah. so much attention to detail yeah. um it was a really nice time yeah the coke bottles and like diet coke bottles were in kind of like a thermal detonator kind of bottle and it had like kind of alien language but it still said diet coke on it so mm-hmm. that's a nice souvenir um you can get the blue or green milk with or without alcohol and that oh, okay yeah so if anyone looks like me a little skeptical of this blue milk and green milk would recommend i would recommend trying it i oh, especially the blue milk yes so the difference is if you check online the blogs people will talk about it or if you watch some vlogs online people will try and they kind of try and discuss describe it uh we got the blue one so it's kind of like raspberry is flavor truly it kind of felt like a blue jolly rancher but just kind of creamy as if it was a pina colada mm. i think the green one is more citrusy and like yeah it's not green apple it's more citrus yeah. but also still creamy it's based out of coconut milk so that's what makes it creamy and i think they're was it coconut or is it rice milk oh sorry you're right rice milk they're vegan i know that um and they're really delicious so, if you do end up going, I would definitely recommend trying exactly. it. Exactly. And there's a few stalls that will sell the uh, blue and green, green milk. You don't have to go to, I think, what was the cantina there? The cantina there is where you can get some of the, one of the places where you can get food, but there's a line for that as well. And you can get the milk there, but or you could just go to, like, one of the separate The little for, snack stand type of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, you don't have to wait in a line. You basically, you can do two seconds and you're, you already have your milk. Yeah, and if anyone wants to see photos of it, I think Sejin posted some really good photos on his Instagram. Yeah. Um, you can definitely take a look at what that Coke bottle looked like, the rice milk, kind of the lay of the land. Yeah. As we go. Since we're on this note of Disney, um, relating it back to our podcast, uh, they have a really good app. Uh, it's called, I think it's called My Disney Experience. Yeah. Yeah, and I really did like it. I was kind of a little skeptical at first. Um, and so basically this app is really great in, it's very cohesive and it's kind of like a one-stop place for all your things. So when we bought our tickets, you can sign up, make an account, you put your, um, your ticket there, you can do your fast passes through that. You can even add your credit card. Side note for any Canadians who are going, um, I used Visa. So in Visa worked just as well in the States, like there's no technicalities, just the conversion straight goes straight ahead. And um, what was really nice, especially in terms of food, when crowds were getting really heavy around lunchtime and you didn't want to wait in those really long lines, um, kind of did mobile order yeah, for food. Yeah, the apps mobile ordering. And yeah. And, like, not all places have mobile ordering, but, like, there there will be at least one or two places in each of the four parks at Disney World that has mobile ordering support. And it genuinely saved us time. Yeah. I really liked it. Um, I think I definitely did it at least twice yeah. and it was worth it because those those lines can get long. Yeah. Like you might as well just kind of 
try and scatter out a spot to sit in and then mobile order and it lets you know when it's ready. Okay. Stuff like that. The app was really good yeah. overall. And also wait times for all different types of rides. Yeah. That's very helpful. Yeah, the Maps. wait times continuously update. You can get like you get walking directions see to the rides mm-hmm. and attraction. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was really well done. And also if you get the I think it's Play Disney app, the Disney Perks app, mm-hmm. there's some cool stuff where you can activate stuff in star wars land using the app oh that's cool so it's like cool little like you do like a little puzzle and then like oh this little thing will happen and that type of stuff mm-hmm. perfect yeah so speaking of disney <laughs> um in the next couple weeks on november 12th is when their streaming service disney plus launches and it will be launching in the u.s and canada on day one and then a week later in australia and new zealand and then more countries and 2020 and 2021 basically so some of the uh shows and movies that are coming to disney plus include the mandalorian which is basically star wars uh, live action series um it, fo- it follows a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy far from the authority of the new republic so i think it takes place between episode i'm not sure was it episode uh either after episode three or um after episode six of star wars um oh sorry end of return of the jedi so that's episode six so basically there's so each of the disney plus series are gonna be uh weekly episodes um i think mandalorian there's eight episodes there's a scripted series called high school musical the musical the series um there's a live action remake of lady and the tramp coming uh noel which is like a Christmas holiday comedy starring Anna Kendrick. Um, there's a National Geographic series called The World According to Jeff Goldblum, which basically he explores different stuff and whatnot. Um, and then there's a Obi-Wan Kenobi coming a series coming to Disney Plus, and then there's a couple of Marvel shows in the works, including uh, The Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, WandaVision, and then a couple of others about is the lizzie mcguire reboot yeah now i know reboots are like hit and miss sometimes with other um companies or other shows i'm really excited for this one because first of all i love lizzie mcguire growing up um i really love that show on i think it was disney channel right yeah um, is gonna be in like new york in her like i think late 20s like early 30s yeah that type of thing and they've gotten a lot of the cast to come back they've got at least the family like her main family they've all like signed on mm-hmm. and i think they just started shooting today yeah so like uh they didn't say when that show's coming but i would guess maybe next year yeah i, I guess next fall really like it's a it's a live action it's a live action series there's not like a lot of like cgi to do it so they just have to finish filming editing and then post-production so like it could be like easily spring summer next year yeah so that's the one's that's the one i'm most excited about for sure yeah so there's gonna be a whole bunch of content coming to disney plus um i'm really excited to check it out yeah so, i love that even on our trip you got a disney plus t-shirt yeah are you gonna wear that on launch day <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so it'll cost 6.99 us or 69.99 us dollars per year in canada it's 8.99 per month um or eighty nine ninety nine per year, uh, launching on November twelfth. There'll be apps for all different sorts of devices, including um, iPhone, iPad, um, Apple TV, 
Android phones, Android TV, the Chromecast Sport, Xbox One app, PlayStation 4 app, Roku devices. Um, That's good. Yeah, and all the content will be able to be streamed in 4K HDR, and there'll be offline viewing via the smartphone and tablet. Yes, offline viewing. And you can have up to six users, and there's no tiered system like Netflix has where basically... There's only one tier, and you get 4K, and that's... That's, that's really good. Yeah. I think you can have up to four people watching at once. Oh, that's so luxurious. Yeah. At, at 4K, so like... That sounds nice. Yeah. So that's coming November 12th. But coming a bit earlier is Apple's streaming service, which is called um, Apple TV+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, some of the shows that were announced... What was it? The Emily Dickinson one? Yeah, that Dickinson one starring uh, Haley Steinfeld. That one looks good. I actually really want to watch that. Yeah, that's coming on launch day. C, which is with Jason Momoa and whatnot, where most of the most of humanity is blind and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, the Morning Show, which is Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, and Steve Carell. Reviews for that are coming out now, and it's kind of like mixed reviews. I had a feeling. Yeah, like the trailer didn't look as good and like it's an expensive show because of all the like big names in it that's the thing and it's already renewed for season two but like apple is going after they want like just kind of like pg contest you're not gonna find any kind of like gratuitous stuff on the platform i guess yeah so they get to control the platform um another show is called for all mankind which is but from ronald d moore it basically if uh the global space race never ended and then the space program uh, remained uh, part of uh, America and whatnot. So it's kind of like a alternate reality series. Um, so those are some of the stuff that's coming. Oh, there's two more that I know. Yeah. Um, so one is Dads, the documentary. Yeah. So I actually saw that at TIFF. It premiered yeah. at TIFF and I think it was bought by yeah. Apple. But I don't think that's coming on launch come later. That's fine, but like later on. Yeah, Apple still bought it. Yeah. Yeah. So that documentary looks really good. Um, I've, I've seen it. It's it is good. I would highly recommend checking it out. I I know that also the movie Hala is going to be on Apple TV Plus. I don't know if it's going to be on launch, but at some point it will be there. Yeah. I haven't seen it, so I'm really excited to watch that film. Mm. I love Minhal Beg yeah. anyway. And then uh, Steven Spielberg is working on a reboot of a series called Amazing Stories, where it's kind of like like a what if kind of like kind of really out there stories are like oh you can't like believe that like actually happened those type of stories um there's a show i think it's called it's called little america yeah little america it's with by kumail nanjiani and emily v gordon um they did the big sick so that's coming uh and then oprah has some stuff coming like a documentary yeah so apple tv plus is coming November 1st, it's uh, $4.99 US per month or $5.99 Canadian per month. Um, and if you buy any new Apple device, you get a year free of Apple TV+. Plus. No way! Yeah. That's a good promotion. Yeah. And then you'll be able to watch this on all sorts of devices, not just Apple devices. iOS and Mac. And then they just launched the Apple TV app for Roku, also for Fire TV. Um, I'm pretty sure they'll probably be an Android app as well. Like, yeah, so it won't be like limited to iPhone, but like if you buy a new Apple product, you get that benefit of like a year. That's actually a pretty good promo. Yeah, like a year free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they can they can afford to do that, right? Of course, so Apple yeah. products are pretty expensive in the first place. Yeah. 
and then, yeah, and it's then just recently, um, Apple announced the AirPods Pro. Mm-hmm. So basically, think of it as like a proper successor to the AirPods. So like it has a similar design to like the original, but it has like a kind of ear tips on it. Yeah, and they also have active noise cancellation and Hey Siri support. So you can do hands-free Hey Siri support, just like on like some other earbuds with like google and alexa and that type of stuff um apple says you can get up to i said five hours of listening time uh and then the charging case gets you 24 hours of additional listening time um and the case also supports wireless charging um and they cost 329 canadian or 249 us and they're available on October 30th, and they're available for pre-order now from Apple and reseller. That's a bit of a jump yeah. from the last one. Yeah, because isn't the regular AirPods like 219 Canadian? Yeah, so I bought, I think, the first generation ones. Yeah. I bought them a few months after the launch, um, and I think it was 219 plus tax. Yeah. Yeah, and at that time, it was kind of a little frustrating. Like, you bit the bullet because there was no, no really other product at the time that worked for me. Me personally, I have tried a lot of these wireless kind of earbuds. And I found that for my ear specifically, none of the other ones fit. I personally don't like when um, these, when earbuds have that further in the tip. The tip, right? The tip does not work well for me. It might work for other people, that's fine. But it doesn't work for me. So I knew that Apple um, just kind of earbuds fit my ear pretty well. So I decided, you know what, bite the bullet, let's do this. I really wanted wireless ones. And they have been working really well for me. Like, I still think they were a good purchase, good investment for me. But the frustrating thing was I was noticing when I was walking to work downtown um, in the last few months that... Yeah, it doesn't have that much noise cancellation, especially when you're at Union and you're kind of like on the uh, platform waiting for your train. You basically, especially if you listen to a podcast, you can't really hear everything in there because there's so much noise. So it's good that they have the noise canceling now. But like, is that the the wireless charging, the noise cancellation? Is that the only thing? Well, technically the the AirPods they announced earlier this year, which is basically kind of like a airpods like s model yeah the two yeah it's just like additional like or longer battery life and also they add option to get a wireless charging case Mm -hmm. so but that's an additional cost so like charging on the the non-pro airpods Mm -hmm. um but like i think that'll cost you 269 but like i just genuinely think that that price jump is not worth what they're offering Mm. for pro pods yeah like the two and then you're gonna have pro and so you're probably gonna have them side by side you have the options but even then like what is it, three do you say 349 350 329 329 i'm not a fan of that yeah but the, other, the other thing is at like back when airpods were announced there wasn't that many uh truly wireless earbuds but now there's like an overabundance of them and mm-hmm. you can get ones for as low as like um 100 bucks or 120 bucks like you can get a open box version of samsung galaxy buds for 120 yeah or their new new ones new galaxy buds are 200 dollars. and how do you find galaxy buds um i haven't tried them yet but like i've tried sony's version like take on like the airpods and those ones are really good and those have noise cancellation and whatnot but i think those are at 300 so like because of noise cancellation that is like noise canceling is a bit expensive okay so like that 
um, adds to the cost and whatnot. But I think the Sony ones are worth it. Okay, I, I believe you. Sony does make really especially good. you get longer battery life um, on the buds itself and the case mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I wish like your Apple's releasing the Pro version AirPods. Why not come out with a space gray? Oh, yeah, that's true. Or, like, ones that match the new iPhone 11 11 Pro, right? I guess. I mean, they've never really done colored anyway for anything else in terms of the, their ear accessories. So yeah, but, like, they've done, they've done colored accessories of, like, their Mac accessories. So they've done space gray. They can they have the capability to do space gray. Just whether they choose to or not, I guess. Yeah, but, like, just give people the option of doing, like, have an option of white and space gray type of thing. All right, I guess. Right? Like... Why not? Like, now everyone wants like white uh, <laughs> AirPods. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, what else we want to talk? We want to talk a bit about the Pixel Four. Yeah, Pixel yeah. Four. All right. So Pixel Four, even though it was like leaked to death over the past couple of months, <laughs> with even Google confirming it was real back in June. So basically, there's two models like usual. Pixel Four has 5.7 inch screen. Pixel 4 XL has 6.3 inch screen. They have a 90 hertz refresh rate, which makes things like super smooth. Uh, powered by the Qualcomm Snapdragon 855 processor, 6 gigs of RAM. Um, there's two cameras this time, one 12 megapixel standard lens and one 16 megapixel uh, telephoto lens. Um, this, these are the first phones with the new version of the Google Assistant. Where basically it's much faster and whatnot, and a lot of this processing is done on the device instead of like you talking to Google and then sending it back to server and then coming back and then there being a delay and whatnot. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so Pixel 4 and Pixel 4 XL are available now. They come in three colors just black, clearly white, and a limited edition also orange. It starts at $9.99 Canadian, uh, for the 64 gig Pixel 4 XL. Uh, the highest capacity is 128 gig. Um, and yeah. What do you think of it so far? What are your first impressions? Um, it's nice. Like, the face unlock is very quick and whatnot. Um, and like, I wish they also still had like the back fingerprint sensor or like a in-display fingerprint sensor. I don't know why they didn't include like another sensor in addition to the face unlock. Because... It's nice to have the choice. Exactly. Like, at least with Samsung, they have the in-display and also, like, face unlock and whatnot. So, like... I'd also like to know, just on a general note, like, these companies, they're all gearing towards, like, fingerprint-less phones. It's all consumers. Well, I mean, part of it is with, like, Apple, right? Because, like, they introduce, like, Face ID and then, like, that kind of pushes everyone forward and whatnot. I know, but, like, it's frustrating. Like, Like, do they ever stop to even consider what the consumers want? Like, come on, at least ask us for feedback. We're the ones buying the phones. Yeah, but there are consumers that are, like, these companies do do, like, research and whatnot, and they do ask consumers what they want, and, like, some of the feedback is... Well, nobody asked me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, like, they'll get, like, kind of a general idea from people and whatnot. I guess. Yeah. This is, like, the headphone jack all over again. Hmm. Yeah, but I could care less about the headphone jack. Yeah, I moved on from that. Exactly. If you have, uh good pair of uh wireless headphones or wireless earbuds or even 
if you have an Android phone, you can get like USB C earbuds. You mm-hmm. should be fine. Or just buy an adapter. It's like ten bucks. Mm-hmm. It's not horrible. Most of the time, they will include one, but for some reason, Google does not include one in the Pixel Four. <laughs> they don't include an adapter or the earbuds. Oh, that's not cool. But in some countries like Australia and France, because of some like regulation and consumer laws, they have to put the earbuds and the adapter in. Oh, nice. I wish we had that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Australia is like pretty good at like kind of being like kind of pro-consumer and whatnot. But on the other hand, sometimes they're restrictive on what they allow in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's it for the Pixel 4. Uh, what was the last thing you want to talk about? It was like the Sobe smart cart. Yeah, let's talk about that. So basically, uh, we're kind of shifting towards like more cashierless, uh, kind of self-checkout kind of stores and re- like retail stores and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like especially a lot of retailers in Canada, they'll, they're introducing, um, self-checkouts and whatnot. So you don't have to deal with the cashier and whatnot. So this Sobe smart cart is... In partnership with a New York-based company called Caper, um, they're using AI and machine learning, and their smart card. Their smart card basically has like a touch screen and also a camera that takes like 120 pictures per second. And it, when you put an item in your card, it's taking pictures of it. And also, there's other sensors that basically kind of help identify what you're picking up and putting into your card, and then that's automatically added to your like kind of like digital. Um, receipt or whatever um and then when you're putting stuff in the on the screen it will also tell you like oh maybe you should buy this with it like it'll suggest items or like this is on sale the also display also has um an interactive map and also there's like a credit endeavor so then basically when you're done um with your groceries and whatnot you can pack up your stuff and then pay on at the at on the cart basically and take your stuff and go nice i really like the map part of it especially because sometimes if you go to a different grocery store even within the same type of grocery store like it's the same brand sometimes they stock them differently and like sometimes you get really frustrated and you just can't find a certain item or if you don't even know if it's in stock that would actually be really nice to think about i wonder if they keep stock of the items saying oh we're sold out or we currently don't have any like that map could tell you or the little computer that's there but overall, it sounds like a nice option. I'd exactly. really like to try it. Exactly. Like, it's a, a different alternative to, like, the Amazon Go model, which basically you uh, use your phone to get in, and then as you grab items off the shelf, instead of... Because um, most of the Amazon Go stores, they have, like, a whole bunch of cameras and sensors above you mm-hmm. that are looking at, like, whether you take an item or put it back or whatnot. And it's basically, like, tracking, like, oh this user pulled this item off the shelf and then oh you put it back and then it kind of knows like to add it to your cart or whatnot to your digital cart type of thing yeah this is actually using like a proper cart and the carts has all the sensors and the cameras and whatnot Mm -hmm. it's an interesting concept yeah so this project is being piloted at the glen abbey sobeys location in oakville ontario um Sobeys hasn't said if they're going to expand to other locations but like if it goes well then i i they might expand to like more stores so we'll see what happens yeah i'm kind of curious we should definitely go check it out yeah try it out a little bit it's a cool idea yeah especially definitely. like amazon goes like amazon is building amazon go stores all over the u.s but uh there's no plans for international but like i think this is a 
good option too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for today. Yeah. So thank you all for listening to this episode. Um, we will catch you in the next one. Don't yeah. forget to subscribe and like, comment. Let us know if you have any ideas and you'd like us for us to talk about in our next episode. As always, you can hit us up on Twitter. Our information links are in the description box below. See you in the next one.